0: Welcome to another edition of Pro Wrestling World Talks. As always, I'm the man, John Young, with my co-host, Dan. Dan, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, John. How are you doing?
0: Dude, I am doing friggin' fantastic, and I think this episode is going to be fantastic because there's a certain energy. We have the electricity here, Dan. Do you feel it? Do you yes, feel that electricity in the air? Because we have one of the premier wrestlers, he is... I think going to be big, big, big time in the next coming years. He's been seen on AEW. You can see him around the Midwest in Black Label Pro, AAW, HOG, among a myriad of others. Please welcome the smoothest operator in professional wrestling, the human highlight reel himself, Isaiah Moore. How you doing tonight, brother?
2: I'm doing mighty fine. How are you guys?
0: I think we're doing all right. It's been, uh, brutally cold here in the Midwest, though. Heard that. <laughs> so, uh, we're about in the Midwest. Do you mind, uh, where are you, where are you located?
2: Uh, I'm about 20 minutes from, uh, South Bend in Buchanan, Michigan.
0: The, the, the famous Buchanan, Michigan.
2: Yeah, so famous.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, it's right on the map. It's down here for those who know the state of Michigan. You know, um, right on the Indiana side, right?
2: Yeah, it's that town. You don't blink, you might miss it.
0: <laughs> so what's like? What's even around there? You got like New Buffalo, maybe?
2: Uh, yeah, New Buffalo's like uh thirty or so minutes away. Uh, Niles is better known, I guess. They're at least on the map. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, you, know, not... you
0: got Niles, maybe. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, not, not, not too much going
0: on that way. No, it's a quiet part of the country. Uh, you guys are known for wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being in Michigan, I guess, you know, what else is it known for me? That's about it. Cause you are the human highlight.
2: Exactly. You don't need
0: anything else. No. So let's break it on down here. Uh, like I said, in the introduction, you do wrestle primarily in the Midwest for anyone who is listening and wants to catch uh, some of your matches. Cause they are electrifying, but is it, what keeps you more in the Midwest? Is it just kind of logistics that it's easier to travel to or
2: uh, nothing, nothing necessarily. I mean, I'll, I'll travel wherever. Uh, it's just a matter of when and where and getting in talks with promoters to make it happen. Um, the Midwest is just where I'm from. So it's where I've been able to branch out to and uh, make different types of connections and been thankful for those connections. So it's, uh, it's only temporary right now. I'm trying to get all over brother.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, I know a great promotion up in Canada and we're, you know, we might know a guy it's called Russell core. You might need to check him out.
2: I just might.
0: Yeah. But, uh, You've been wrestling for about 7 years now. And that puts you coming kind of out of high school when you started like 18. Yep,
2: exactly. What
0: inspired you to go into wrestling rather than maybe going to college or maybe a more traditional take on it.
2: Uh so see I actually started to go to college. Uh that was the thing. Uh it was kind of a weird thing the month before that I well had my first class my dad had introduced me to a guy that had been training for wrestling that he had been working with at his real job and uh, I went ahead and you know I followed up on it because I always loved wrestling that's always been my passion something that I always want to do with life and uh, I was sitting there in class one day and it just wasn't you know it wasn't where I wanted to be so I just kind of made that decision and then seven years later that's what i that's what I've been doing. Now, would I have been smart and should have went to college? Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> you know, but I, uh, I, don't, I don't regret it. I've had a lot of great opportunities. Here.
0: So if you weren't wrestling, what is a career path logically in your mind that maybe you would have done or might do still?
2: Uh, I'd like to become a personal trainer. I, uh, I love helping people. I love seeing people grow and achieve their goals. So uh, that's definitely uh, in the works right now. And uh, at some point, I'd like to be some type of business owner, whether that be a gym, whether that be a school of some sort, anything in the likes of that.
0: And now, are you primarily wrestling for your career?
2: Yeah, right now, yes.
0: That's pretty cool. I mean, it's hard uh, to make it just purely on the indies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's, uh, There's been many cold nights, that's for sure.
0: Oh man. And it's cold right now. It's, well, yeah. it's about 20 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that's really cool. So then who trained you? And you said that your this gentleman your dad knew helped you break into the business, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, so Joe Simpson, Tyler Matthews, and uh, Steve Sterling out of EHF in South Bend are who trained me. Uh, Joe Simpson was the friend of my dad's that uh, got me into wrestling. So very thankful for him. Uh, that guy bought my first pair of wrestling boots ever. So <laughs> that's a pretty cool moment. I'll never forget that. Do you uh, still have so, them? I do still have them actually. Uh, they're uh, they're tucked away in a box somewhere, somewhere in the closet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are the guys that uh, showed me the ropes, man. Uh, very thankful for them, and uh, yeah.
0: So when was the first day that you said, okay, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be because it just hurts.
2: Uh, never. Never. Uh, I, the thing is, man, I've watched and, you know, wrestled with my brother and dad since I can ever remember. So it's just always been a part of my life and it was, Regardless of how many bumps and taken, how many times I went home sore, I was literally ready to do it the next day and still am that way now.
0: And see, that's pretty cool because I know a lot of people uh we've interviewed in the past were like, Oh, this is the moment I realized that this isn't just play, you know, this actually hurts. And uh I think there's a a crazy belief though that exists for the fans or for people who aren't aren't fans of wrestling that it doesn't hurt that there's you know pillows under the ring or something um, okay.
2: we got a trampoline so we can jump sky high
0: exactly uh, you, you know, know that it springs on top of the turnbuckles and yeah, you know yeah, everybody's,
2: so- everybody's got their opinion i think it's funny i mean because you know it, it to me it's like you. you sit there and you're oh it's fake well you know so is the avengers but you still watch it, you know?
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite Avenger, though?
2: Uh, Thor.
0: Safe pick. Safe pick. Yeah. Um, so then, Dan, I'll turn this over to you.
1: So, growing up in Michigan... I mean, you were probably you didn't obviously weren't around for big time wrestling in the Sheik's territory in those days, but you realize the history that you kind of like or understood the history. Maybe your, your dad taught you, your grandfather about kind of uh, the background of wrestling in Michigan, Detroit area from back in the day.
2: Uh, So my dad uh, was I mean, he was a very avid wrestling fan, but he didn't know much about like the uh i guess the background of like michigan wrestling and stuff like that like he i learned about you know uh like iron Sheik and hulk hogan and uh greg all greg the hammer valentine all those guys he would bring them up and we'd watch some tapes and stuff like that but as far as like knowing uh the actual background and history of the territories he wasn't he wasn't too deep in the trenches like that though that would have been
1: um, obviously um, Rob Van Dam being from the area he was, was he kind of an inspiration on you?
2: Oh, I love Rob Van Dam yeah. <laughs> uh, like his innovativeness uh, I man, I watched him and Jerry Lynn over and over and over again just to study and try to learn different ways of things and may have stole a few things here and there
1: it's one of the best it's one of the best feuds in wrestling history I, I, it doesn't get a lot of talk that everybody Everybody should honestly, aspiring wrestler, I think, should watch some of those matches just because of the fact of how influential it was. Because, I mean, everything that they did in 1999 and 2000 is exactly what they've been doing. Absolutely. Especially in the indie scene the last 10 or 15 years. Absolutely.
0: And uh, speaking of, I did hold up the state of Michigan, the the (laughs) mid earlier, or the the glove, whatever. But um, what about Chris Saban? you know Alex Shelley yeah, Motor City yeah. yeah
2: that was my favorite uh tag team in TNA ever
0: and why not i mean as a when i was a kid cuz we're not too far different in age but right. when i was a kid um watching TNA was just this this untapped potential for wrestling for me cuz i watched ECW when it was still around and that blew my mind at the time but TNA was just this new monster, and seeing AJ Styles, seeing Christopher Daniels, and the list goes on, I had never seen people move that much and flip. Uh, and
2: I tell you, one of my favorite guys to watch from back then was Monty Brown, man.
1: That was my
2: dude. <laughs> His
1: energy The Monty Brown rolled. <laughs> that pounce was sick. It was. Out of this world. <laughs>
0: I would literally just scream pounce. <laughs> Cause it made me pop. Like that that is when wrestling to me is just so good that his finish, like the gore from rhino. Right. You know, and Heyman's just going, Gore, gore, gore. That's what I would scream too. Hell you know? yeah. I it didn't makes- say attitude adjustment. Woo.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, I felt.
0: But, um, so then what's your, for those who don't know, what's your finish, build it up here. And yeah. did you take it from Jerry? Lynn?
2: No, I actually did not take it from Jerry Lynn. Uh, I call it the snapshot. It's a step up. Uh, everybody says step up tornado kick. I call it a step up like trouble in paradise. So technically, if you want to say I got it from anybody, I got it from Kofi Kingston.
0: So a step up. So then are you so stepping I'm, off of their chest?
2: I'm stepping they, off their left knee with my right and twerk in midair till they catch a kick right in the face.
0: And it wins you a lot of matches.
2: It does. It actually has. I have won a lot of matches this year.
0: Yeah. And currently you're a champion. So let's talk about that. I am. I
2: actually have multiple championships.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But one that you just recently won, right? The PWK championship?
2: Uh, yeah, I won that about, I want to say around April, April. Yeah. So I've had that one for a little while, but yeah.
0: And, uh, do you think anyone's going to take you down anytime
2: soon? Uh, nobody has this far and they've thrown a lot of, they've thrown like Jake something at me. They've thrown Alex Kane. I've, I fought Karim's big, Karm's a big dude. Rush Jones is a big dude, and I'm still the champ, so I don't think it's going anywhere. If those guys can't beat me, who can?
0: I, you know, I heard about this one guy. He's uh another Isaiah, maybe an Isaiah Cassidy.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> I've had a few run-ins with that guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. So many people who listen to the show. Might recognize you from your time on AEW Dark uh, when they did come through the Michigan area and then I believe Chicago as well, right? Yeah, um, buddy. And you ran into the Hardy family, Andrade family. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Are you just done with
0: fight. being against families?
2: Um, I guess so. That's what they like to do. They don't. Uh, it'll give me an opportunity to. Uh, Beat them on my own, but that's fine. I, you know, just I just didn't have the right teammates that time. That's all.
0: Well, I mean, you had, you know, the legendary Lutheran Serpentico, the Chaos
2: Project. I did. Yeah, but they they only worked with each other. They, I mean, they tagged me like once, you know. And if we were to work together as a team, and it was Serpentico's fault. We had bad heat right off the beginning. He shoved me on stage. It was a bad vibe right from the beginning. <sighs>
0: So really it's, if you, if, if they would just would have tagged you. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: bro. I, I already faced off with them once. I knew what they were doing. They didn't even want to give me the chance. So, all right. There's next time. There's always next time.
0: And let's talk about that though. For, for real. How did you get the opportunity to work with AEW and then just talk about AEW in general? Like how was the backstage um and did you have any good interactions with people
2: that uh um, you know so it's typically through an email they'll get a hold of you and you know get you all set up away and uh working for them and uh as far as going there and the experience there itself it uh it's amazing man you know it's uh it's very surreal at first i mean still every time but uh it's an awesome feeling, the energy back there. You can just feel the actual, like, love for pro wrestling. So that's it's, – it's pretty awesome. Um, I've had good interactions with talent. They, you know, the talent's really cool there. Uh, Orange Cassidy's really cool. Uh, like, uh, the guys that I've gotten to work with, obviously really cool. Um, the coaches are outstanding. They get great, great feedback right away. Uh, it's just a all around man it's it's an awesome experience a very great learning experience and i just really love the energy there more than energy, more than anything honestly everybody seems like they just love what they're doing they're ready to put on the best show possible it's just it's awesome
0: and now when you were there with cm punk because it was a chicago show so yeah, was you yeah. there
2: the first time that i got to work there it was his debut so that was really awesome
0: (laughs) that's right so that would have been the first dance that's at the United center then yep which let's talk about the energy for that show
2: oh electric through the roof you could feel the rumblings through the whole building it was ridiculous i mean like i've never experienced something like that it was really awesome (laughs)
0: And, uh, that was like one of those shows that I was trying to go to and yeah. I don't remember what happened, but it just fell through my fingers. But, um, cause we were talking about, you know, I'm in Chicago and, uh, you've wrestled with a lot of the home promotions here, you know, AAW obviously. And then AEW, you know, kind of the second home is Chicago.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but would you ever work with someone like a warrior wrestling? Because I know oh, they're yeah. big here, too.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had, a, I've had contact with them, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to work with them soon. I'd love to come in there. Uh, the talent that they book is amazing, and just the shows that they put on are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, they've, they, I think, did probably the best idea because of what they can do with where they're located during the okay. pandemic, just doing their stadium series, having yeah. all their shows on the football field. Um, cause I know a lot of the other Indies just shut down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that sucked.
0: <laughs> uh, so what did you do throughout the pandemic then?
2: Uh, I tried to keep my sanity, uh, a lot of home workouts. I really tried to just focus more on, uh, getting healthy and gaining weight. So that was that was honestly my biggest thing. That's all I really mainly focused on was if I couldn't wrestle, I was going to try to look like a wrestler.
0: <laughs> so then uh, did you wrestle though? Uh, or did you uh, do? I did. It?
2: I uh, I got to wrestle a few times. Uh, we did a few uh, tapings for shows. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, other than that, nothing real, nothing real crazy. It was probably like a handful of times.
0: So that's tough because yeah. ring rust sense in and did you the, notice that you were a little slower
2: oh uh, yeah yeah it uh it, it sucked uh just because it's like the repetition man that's what it is it's like your, your body gets used to it you know timing's there and sometimes that that slows down if you're not doing it for a while if you're not every single you know you go from every single week to Maybe once a month, or you know, that it was just it was bad. <laughs> it's like that's the only way I can explain. It sounds so bad, but it's just like I just I I didn't like it so much just because of that. Like that's just wrestling's that world for me, man.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it is one of those things that you know it is like riding a bicycle, and if you do it just here and there, you're still gonna you know mess up here and. You know, it's not the easiest sport, you know? Wrestling is not theater, for all those who think it is. It is not acting either, you know? And if you have a bad partner, it's going to show, right? So, (laughs) do you have a match that maybe you guys did have contrasting styles or, you know, you don't have to bury anybody, but... Was there like a match where you're saying if I could wrestle him now or wrestle them now, this would be different.
2: Um, uh, there's uh, a few, <laughs> you know, I mean, like cause you never know who you're going to work with and you never know, truly know how their style is until you work with them. So it's like, there's a few people that I've worked with that I would, uh, much rather probably have it erased or be able to redo it now. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just just one of the days at the office.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's everything in life though. Um and obviously as you grow as a wrestler, um all that means is that you're having a more experience, right? Cuz if you're realizing that these past matches weren't up to your current level, then obviously it's just something that means that you're doing what you need to be doing. Right.
2: Right. Absolutely. You got that That's a, that's another thing. A lot of people, well, some people don't understand is you have to have, you have to have the bad matches just as much as you need the good matches. You learn from each and every one of them, you know, like you grow each and every time. So you do have to fail. And that, that's another thing. You have to be able to accept failure.
0: <laughs> and have you had any injuries up until this point that, or have you been lucky?
2: Um, I've had some uh like wear and tear, I should say uh nothing that's ever caused me to take a major break or anything. I had to take uh maybe two or three months to uh go to physical therapy for my shoulder, and that's just a nagging injury since high school so but uh you know, knock on wood I have not had a serious injury like that. I've had a concussion and stuff before, you know, that's that's part of the game. But uh never nothing too serious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I hope for you that it stays that way. Um cuz it's tough. You know, if you're saying that you're only doing wrestling right now, it's hard, you know, cuz the Indies are really just coming back. Um yeah. you know, And I know we talked in the pre-show, but what are you doing in the next year? Because I know you've said that you have some dates kind of coming up.
2: Uh, I'll be starting off the year at GLWA. They have the Ultimate Survivors Rumble. Uh, I'm going to enter that and uh, win that again. Um, I'll be working with Black Label Pro again. I'm going to head up to AAW Pro again. Uh, I'm just going to be popping up pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Uh, Legacy Pro Wrestling up in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Pro Wrestling, uh, Raging Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of a lot of places in Wisconsin I'll be as well. Uh, Metro Pro Wrestling over towards Detroit, uh, Horror Slam Wrestling over towards Detroit, and uh, some places in Ohio coming up too that are in the works. So uh, stay tuned for that.
0: Could it be an AIW? It could be. It could be. Um, what would you say, cause you are still in your twenties, but what would you say to people who are just starting out that you can give them for guidance, getting into the sport and...
2: uh, go to a school and get trained and, uh, commit. If this is something that you want to do, something that you, uh, see yourself doing as a career, then, uh, then fully commit because the only thing that's ever going to hold you back, uh, not only in wrestling, but and life itself is going to be you. So if it's, if it's what you want to do, then only you can make it happen.
0: Absolutely. And then, um, who, who did you watch as a kid that said, this is, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be. Was it like one specific wrestler? Uh,
2: Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I uh, grew up watching him with my dad. Um, that was my dad's favorite wrestler. That was the first wrestler. That was a guy that made me fall in love with wrestling. Uh, WrestleMania 13, him and Bret Hart is my favorite match of all time. Just because that's, I, I sat there and I got so like zoned in. It was like, this is what I want to do forever. <laughs> you know, like this is, this is what I want to be. I want to be him right there. It was like, that moment right just sold it for me and i just steve austin's the greatest of all time in my opinion
0: but you don't wrestle like steve
2: no not at all (laughs) (laughs) no not at all not at all but uh uh, that's still my favorite though it's just that i don't know man it's crazy to think about too
0: (laughs) dan uh what do you got
1: so you've been doing this now seven years what was the worst experience that you've ever had in in at a show like as a talent or even as a fan or anything like that like what horror story can you tell us to kind of um you know just in case of somebody wanting to get into business they might have to deal with it at some time i worked in the indies as a manager announcer for a while in the mid to early uh mid to late 2000s so it's like never got paid at certain shows so i didn't know if you had any more stories or things like that
2: Uh, I've i've definitely had those nights um i think one of the worst you know moments was uh i was working with a guy and uh something happened in the match where I moved from a spot and, uh, he bumps off and, uh, like it was a through table. I moved from the spot. He hits the table and, uh, we go to do the rest of the match. And during the match, he tells me that he's hurt. So, um, I was trying to, uh, you know, safety is the biggest thing for me. So if you tell me that you're hurt, let's, let's end it. You know, you're I want, I want you to be able to walk tomorrow. So I was trying to take it home and, uh, the guy was just really, really, really working against me. And uh, he didn't want to take it home, didn't want to take it home. And then, there, you know, there was hecklers in the crowd chanting at him. And uh, it was just a really bad experience for the fact that for one, I'm trying to keep you safe. And for two, now you're letting, you know, you're letting the fans run the show. And it was just all around just a bad, bad time. And uh, I, so I guess I trying to be prepared, <laughs> you know, you know, be prepared for anything really. Um,
0: I think, but, I think but, I had a similar one like that too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was at an AAW show actually. Really? Um, yeah. You might've actually been there. Who knows? Um, but it was ACH versus Jimmy Jacobs. Right. And Jimmy faked an injury angle but he worked the crowd to the point where everyone is actually freaking worried. He was like, seriously hurt because after he got help back in the ring, they just took it home. Right. And then he limped out this motherfucker is like passing out his own autographs after the show with no limp. And everyone's like, Oh, now we just don't give a (laughs) (laughs) shit. I thought you were dead. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what That was that for? Like 16, but it wasn't like he even just sold it. It was 16 yeah. minutes of him, like, outside the ring being t- tended to. <laughs> you know, oh, and everyone's like, oh, this has to be real. No, it was a work.
2: Uh, ain't some
0: shit? <laughs> Jimmy's a good guy, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the first times I ever went to AW, I, uh, walking up parking garage pretty cool been bouncing this, this bouncing ball the whole time during this conversation i just <laughs> that was pretty fun
0: no rush at all yeah. um do you have a favorite match of all time
2: uh for me personally or wrestling
0: yeah so we'll do both you personally and then to watch back as a fan
2: uh, for me personally uh I don't necessarily have a favorite. Uh, I've had a, a few in the last year that have been more. Uh, I can tell you my favorite from this year was probably uh, against Jake something. And that was just because of the way the match went. It didn't go exactly how we were uh, planning, but uh it was just, it, it was it was really awesome. I had a lot of fun that night. He was so easy to work with and just, it was a lot of fun. I hadn't had that much fun in a long, long time because everything was just, I was working with a lot, a lot of guys where uh, sometimes you got to lead the match more. So it's, uh, you know, but uh, I really enjoyed working that match just because he's on a whole different level and uh, I'm trying to get there. So I felt, uh, I felt I learned something that night. And then-
0: to- and you- Oh sorry. Go on, please.
2: Uh and then to watch to watch back, um, other than obviously like I said earlier, WrestleMania thirteen, uh Austin and Brad, I love to watch um The Undertaker and Sean at WrestleMania twenty five, uh, or John Cena and AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. one of my favorites.
0: That was my favorite TNA match. Yeah, I really wish that would happen though. Come on, like, I, I, dang it, I love Impact Wrestling. You know, I still wish that those guys just do good because, like we were talking about earlier, like, how cool were they? Right. You know. Although, would you want to bump in a six-sided ring?
2: I have. Have I'll- you? Yeah, I've uh, so I've worked in a like a, I'm not even kidding you, man. The ring was like ten foot, but it was a six sided ring. It was a lucha show somewhere, somewhere in Chicago or Wisconsin area, something like that. It was years ago, but uh, yeah, it was like a ten foot six sided ring, man. I never, it was nuts. And then I've worked in a normal like eighteen by eighteen, and that one was a lot more fun. <laughs>
0: So, what does it feel like for those who have never done it?
2: Uh, it, it feels like a normal ring. It's just uh, the way that the the sides are just change, kind of changes your direction in certain things. You have to you have to think just a little bit differently because there's a lot more buckles now. There's you know it's uh it's not just not just squared circles.
0: <laughs> but so, are the ropes more tight? because they are smaller
2: yeah yeah absolutely and Which, that wasn't the first time where you're right. we like
0: this actually hurts
2: yeah, all right yeah i've walked away with some before believe that
0: <laughs> you were like okay i'm good yeah. man <laughs> no moss no moss all right. <laughs> uh, but um and then let's just let's just bring it here uh are there any promotions in the next year that you're putting on your goal sheet and you're saying, I would love to work with blank.
2: Um, I would love to work with uh, CCW. I've had some talks with them. Uh, They're uh, towards Tennessee and Florida. Uh, I would re- obviously really love to go to an, like, an NWA or uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling's uh, uh, checklist. That's, that's going to come up soon, hopefully. Um. really man like I said just really anywhere I, I, I just I just love what I'm doing and I love and I love that I'm doing it so uh, I really just want to make an impact everywhere honestly
0: <laughs> did you say impact <laughs> call, call him come on Scott you know it <laughs> uh, but what about because uh, you said it was just an email right for A- AEW to get you in there So, do you still have contact?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Could you? Could you do it?
2: Never know, man. I mean,
0: Action Andretti did it.
2: I know. Chris Jericho. It's gonna happen, one way or another. We're gonna make it happen.
0: You better, man, because I tell you, um, after I saw you on AEW, I became an instant fan. Um, you can tell when someone has it and obviously um I think a lot more people are going to hear about you in this coming year it's not just going to be from us it's going to be just by finding you organically like we all did and I mean just even around here you know in the Chicago area in the Midwest you're going to be I, I would love to see you as the AAW Heritage Champ Let's put it out there I'm manifesting that for you
2: i'm gonna make it happen that is that is on my, that's literally one of my biggest goals for next year i told Dan and Danny and i was gonna be there and uh, make that show a priority so uh i'm sticking to my word and i'm gonna make something happen
0: absolutely and where can people find you online how can we watch your matches um uh, Facebook- buy your merch.
2: Uh, Facebook, you can find me Isaiah Moore, uh, Twitter is H Isaiah underscore more H Instagram is the underscore human highlight and, uh, YouTube, you can just search Isaiah Moore wrestling and I'll pop right up. I got my own YouTube channel. You can like share and subscribe. And uh, I tend to post most of my matches there. I'm getting a new camera right now to make sure that I can post all of my matches. So, uh, yeah.
0: Oh well, that's pretty cool, man. And then do you have a merch store? Do you go through like pro wrestling teas yeah. or
2: I uh pro wrestling Tees. Uh, I believe the link is pro wrestling dot com slash more human highlights.
0: All right. And do you have any last words for the PWW talks faithful?
2: Uh make sure that you uh always tune into this guy's podcast because these guys are really awesome. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, man. And I'd love to have you back.
2: All social platforms, and sure that you're looking out for the next clip in the human highlight.
0: Absolutely. So if you're not part of the next human highlight reel in the audience, you're missing out. So <laughs> thank you, guys. Dan, you got any last words?
1: Um, One last question. All right. Current star that you'd love to face and a star from the past that you'd love to face?
2: Uh, Current star that I would love to face right now is Ricky Starks. I'd like to really face off with him. Nice. And from the past, other than Steve Austin, would have to be The Rock.
0: Nice. I knew you were going to say that. Because <laughs> you can't just face the son of the rock unless you face the dad first. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just can't have the pebble without the rock. Come on now. Uh, I, I Did you see that promo from MJF where he called him? The
2: pebble? Good, man. It was so good.
0: And, <laughs> and then Ricky just speared him out of his shoes. I, I was done. Hell yeah! I was like, "How did that man lose his shoes?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I don't> <laughs>
1: <either>.
0: <laughs> well, he he does a really good spear.
1: Yeah, like
0: he really does a good spear, because yeah. it's not like Charlotte.
2: No,
0: <laughs> I mean she kind of just falls to her falls to her knees, and well, you're there. <laughs> who else does a well? Edge, Edge doesn't really do a good spear.
1: No, it's not a spear. It's I like it. a spear. Yeah,
0: it's like a running shoulder block. Goldberg uh, did who, a good
1: one. Goldberg he always did a believable a spear.
0: Yeah, Rhino, of course. Rhino. Right who, who would you say does the best spear, Isaiah?
2: Best spear, like of all time, is Goldberg. Um, there's no doubt. That's like a straight up damn near a football tackle. Right? Just, no, there's nothing good about that.
0: Could you imagine being hit by that?
2: I don't want to. At all. That's one they can keep. They can keep that one in the book. I'm good.
0: I mean, what if you took it from him now?
2: i still probably strong as shit, but I take it, you know, whatever. (laughs) Give me, I'll just. (laughs) It might not hurt as. I don't know.
0: I I would fucking die if you just come to the ring wrapped in pillows.
2: Bubble wrap, (laughs) (laughs) four sweatshirts, and a helmet, and I'm ready to go.
0: (laughs) You can't, Bill Goldberg can't take you out now. Although why didn't they do that you know like Lesnar? Why didn't he ever get that memo? Well, what about uh I oh, mean God, I forgot he was Undertaker.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know the size of Brock Lesnar though. He uh he got some meat on his bones. It might not hurt as bad. You see get
0: getting- I wouldn't want to face Lesnar in my wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I think okay if if Les if I was with a woman, and Lesnar said no, nah, she's mine. I'd be like, you're right.
1: I am leaving. Go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I should... I'm gonna leave now. Here's my
1: whole wallet. Get away from me! Ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's the keys to my car, my house. You know, he's just.